0: Welcome to the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, that game happened.
1: Yeah, it, it, it did. That's probably the only way to describe that game from a Lakers perspective. Like, it is a game that was on the schedule that existed. Um, I'm not going to be able to tell you a whole lot that you don't already know about it and uh, or that any of our listeners don't already know about it at this point.
0: As if the game itself wasn't bad enough. We had to at one point hear Mark Jackson by himself, right? Dave Pash's uh ESPN mic cut off completely. So we had the rare Not if Mark you get Jackson... the local
1: spectrum feed, Anthony. No, you don't. Not if you get the local spectrum feed. I will say that.
0: Of a... All right. And then, well, since you didn't have to enjoy this too, we got Mark Jackson on replay for a bit. We had a broken record, like beyond what he his normal analysis, which is typically a broken record. Man down and protect the paint and hand down, man down and all that stuff. Uh, Like beyond the broken record that he normally is, there was literally a moment where he got stuck on loop. Uh, the, the (laughs) The ESPN feed got stuck on loop where he said the same thing like five straight times. It was, it was, it was a wild, a wild night for everybody all around. You know what's funny is that used to happen with one of the podcast recording softwares that we used to
1: use. The one before this would, like, <laughs> sometimes it would add, like, a little loop of the last thing that you said. And mm-hmm. so I know I was done editing the episode when you were like, and see, and talk to you later, and talk to you later.
0: <laughs> this one, it did that, and talk to you later, and talk to you later. And then it did it for, like, four or five more times. It was wild. It, it's least. actually – it's fitting, though,
1: that – on some level that we're talking about repeating the same things over and over, because I think that's exactly what you and I want to avoid doing during this Mm -hmm. show. Like, I feel like the two of us probably as much as any people because of the podcast schedule have shared our thoughts on what is wrong with this team and what is going wrong. And like when we think it's going to be fixed and what's up and like the same thing happened again tonight. I could have told you before the game exactly what was going to happen. The Lakers were going to lose and they were going to look like they didn't really have any reliable ball handling. They weren't going to shoot the ball well. Like and all of these things just cascade on top of each other. And they just happen to run into a buzzsaw in the team that if they're not the best team in the NBA, they're probably the team that's playing the best right now, other than maybe the Nets. And like so it's just. I don't want to just sit here and just repeat like, oh man, it's really tough when you don't have AD and you don't have Dennis Schroeder like, and do that for 20 minutes. And so I think that we should try and move in a different direction, but it's just, I mean, for everyone who wants analysis of that game, I have nothing to give you that no one, that people haven't go given get you help. In the last seven podcasts. Like
0: if you want, if you want analysis from our standpoint of that game, go get help. Like talk to a family member just just uh find literally any other way to spend your time than searching out Lakers' analysis of that game. Cause you're not gonna get don't, it. And I can tell you right people
1: now in the replies to big Twitter accounts or something. I don't know, like maybe they have some they seem to have some ideas on what's <laughs> wrong from running SSR tonight during the game. But like, yeah, I mean I don't I, I have no fresh ideas on what is wrong with this team beyond injury suck, fatigue sucks, they could use
0: the all star break. You're saying you don't have any fresh ideas. I just finished recording another podcast before this one, so any fresh ideas that I did have went, <laughs> went into which you can listen to uh, every day of the week, everywhere that you find. Podcasts. I can't believe they are going to make me bleep this again. <laughs> this is unbelievable at this point. <laughs> All right, uh, I I will say this though. I I do think, like you're saying, I completely agree with you that sitting here and just talk about talking about how the fatigue is really setting in and that the Lakers are shorthanded and all of those things like there's to a certain extent that's going to, while it is the reality of the situation, it's going to be come or at least sound like a cop out, right? Excuse me. Yeah. Like it,
1: it sounds like excuse making, right? But what Which it is, why is none of them are going to blame it. None of them are going to say that this is the reason they're never going to admit that, but they know if there's, if you put, if you shot them up with truth serum, they know what's up
0: like yeah and and to a certain extent like you're saying yeah like that's just it's just the reality of the situation that said like i think where that does become a cop out is if you make yourself blind to some of the things that might actually be going on or some things that that might actually be concerning and i do think there's at least one thing that i can think of that does legitimately concern me at this point not that the lakers in general concern me but this one aspect of the game maybe one and a half aspects of the game actually do concern me here. And and, and it's the shooting, man. Like at the beginning of the year, the Lakers were generating all kinds of wide open looks. The offense looked fantastic. And then on top of generating those open looks, you had guys like Alex Ruscio shooting north of 50% from three-point range. You had a Contavious Cabo Pope shooting just below 50% from three-point range. You had Kyle Kuzma shooting above 40% from three-point range. LeBron was also above 40%. The only players who were kind of shooting below their averages were Wesley Matthews, uh, Dennis Schroeder to a lesser extent, and uh, Marcus Saul. But for the most part, the guys who just you you needed to have step up and knock down wide-open jumpers were doing so at a very high clip. And eventually, you kind of knew that... the. (laughs) reality was going to set in to a certain extent and they were going to regress to the mean. The question was always, well, where is that mean actually going to sit? And it turns out that mean is going to sit in the freaking basement. Like is it, it's going to sit in, in, in to the point where I think right now, a uh, pickup who tweeted out earlier tonight that the Lakers are ranked 25th in three pointers, attempt three pointers made and three-pointers uh and the percentage of which they knocked down those three-pointers 25th Harrison
1: Yeah 25th? and it's not th- this is a problem I mean obviously the fact that they ranked 25th on the season means that it's a problem that predates AD and Dennis going out for the last four games like Yeah cuz they weren't that, they
0: weren't like lighting the world didn't on fire They shoot 0% that.
1: the last four games to like tank their averages right. or something down like th- this is this is a pre-existing problem do you want to know where the Lakers are over the last 10 games where they rank in three-point shooting?
0: Is it like 35th?
1: Yeah, no, it's dead. Yeah, it's like it's like below the bottom. Yeah, it's dead yeah. last. They're, They're dead
0: shooting last worse than, 20, than some college teams. <laughs> yeah.
1: They're shooting 20. That's actually true. They're shooting 29% from three-point range over their last 10 games. That's just. Over what? their last 15 games, so almost half the season. Is it weird it seems high point. though?
0: Like is it weird. 30.3%. <laughs> Yeah, is it weird that that seems high? <laughs> like, I, like it, it, if you listen closely, the echoes of the clangs that the Lakers have been unleashing across the country on various road trips, and now sitting or, or whenever they're in Staples Center, the echoes of those clangs are ringing out throughout the the entirety of the world. It's just wild. It, 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 they they, they shoot go- a ball, hey. they shoot it from three point range, and I'm shocked if it if it's close, if it looks like a clean look. I mean, at this point, the rims have to consider a lawsuit.
1: like this is <laughs> like this this is battery, what the Lakers are doing to the rims, the
0: backboard. you're shooting like, batteries.
1: <laughs> yes, I mean, that's what it sounds like if you just like did like an ASMR feed of the rim mic, it just sounds like somebody's throwing like batteries and bricks at the at, at like a basket instead of actually shooting,
0: yeah. i true story. when I was like ten years old, I thought that armed battery meant that you were beating people up with batteries. That, is, that, was-
1: <laughs> that actually, I mean, honestly, your reading comprehension has never gotten much higher
0: than that. It's gotten a little <laughs> higher, but slightly, but are you, are you concerned about the shooting long term? Cause it's even, 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 you know, to the, to the extent that we're talking about the shooting right now, it's easy also to just say like, yeah, they're all exhausted. Of course they aren't shooting the ball very well while they're so tired. So
1: it, my answer is a little bit twofold. I, I think it, it's tempting All right, Gary, right yes. now to feel like... <laughs> this is why people always mistake us. It's not just the voice <laughs> sound, but it's the points. I, I think... So yes and no, Anthony. I am... <laughs> Actually sounded like him there. You really honestly <laughs> did. <laughs> I, so on one hand... I mean, yes, how could you not be concerned? That that looks really bad that they're shooting this poorly. And now it's like half the season that they're shooting that bad. But uh, so I'm like looking through their numbers and I was getting prep for this pod tonight and trying to think about what concerns me. And it's funny that you brought up the three point shooting because that was the first thing I was going to raise.
0: Mm-hmm. And the, this I was also doing season, prep. so much prep.
1: Yes, <laughs> I'm sure you did. It, it just goes to show like it's a, it, how mo- I put in all this extra work and we get to the same point. It's irritating. <laughs> But the Lakers last season shot 30.9% from three. They were second to last in the league over the regular season. During the playoffs, that went up to, where is it? Mm 36.2%. And like 36.2%, right now on the season, wouldn't even be like, that would be a, uh, it, they'd be in the bottom 10 in three-point shooting in the regular season. So I, I think what that goes to show is that during the playoffs, generally teams shoot worse as defenses mm-hmm. ratchet up, but the Lakers raised their game to the point where it's almost, like they almost shot, like you could almost say like 40% in a regular season was like mm-hmm. almost the equivalent. But they shot, so they shot 6% better against tougher defenses. And I think that part of that, it kind of speaks to, that when LeBron and AD are really cooking, like we saw them do during the playoffs, where they're kind of, you really see that intensity raise up a notch. We all saw it last year. And they are creating better looks for these guys mm-hmm. than they're getting right now because intense LeBron, as we've seen, where he's barreling to the rim, defenses are having to fully collapse on him, the ball's swinging around. We even saw a little bit of this to, uh, to a degree in the first quarter when the Lakers mm-hmm. were sticking with the Jazz tonight. They just didn't have the talent to keep it going for the rest of the evening. Well, they, and, they-
0: They kept missing so many jumpers that the league, that that the the Jazz were just capable of just completely collapsing. At one point they
1: knocked their own rim off with a miss and then they had to like assemble it while the Jazz scored on the other end just so they would have a chance. Yeah, no. So it's bad, but, it's also in exactly in line with what they did last year. So I'm not like, I, I don't want to panic and I don't want to be that guy who gets clipped, you know, three months from now. And it's like, Oh, these two bloggers are freaking out about the Lakers <laughs> three point shooting. And look at these idiots. They were wrong happen again. anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's going to happen regardless, but I, I think that, so I think there is reason for concern because you can't count on that much improvement necessarily yeah. and this is a different team these are different lineups and we don't know if AD is going to be healthy and you know Dennis is a different fit and all of this stuff. like there's different context to this year's team but it's also hard for me to get too worked up given you know the short offseason stuff that we uh, that a lot of them were oh, Markeith volunteered tonight that it's yeah. all mental for them right now and that he talked about this is the most basketball i've ever played in my life it was incredibly candid stuff i'm sure the lakers will put it up on their youtube all of you should go listen to it if you uh if you get a chance but like they're tired they're they're ready to admit it lebron isn't ready to admit it but every other guy has basically admitted that they're feeling the effects of this and like lebron's just trying to keep his superhuman brand up but i think yeah, sure. you can see it out there and his turnovers <laughs> right. and his shooting he, he can say shot. it but his body's in the background saying like i'm exhausted I'm yeah so i'm tired been, It's been like, it's been like 10 games since he shot above 40% from three. Yeah. He shot more, he's made more than one three. And like, I I looked this up uh, to get prepped to ask him a question tonight that I didn't get called on, but whatever. Like it's been like 10 games since he made more than two threes in a game.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you could just look at the type of looks that the Lakers are also getting, you know, and. And and I think this is a part of it, and this is one reason why I think it's going to improve. Whenever Schroeder and, and Ad come back, is that the caliber of looks that the Lakers are going to get? Uh, they're going to improve. Uh, the week off that that most of the Lakers are going to have, I think all of the Lakers. Like it, it wouldn't shock me at all if over the next couple games or so, uh, you see LeBron come up kind of sort of lame, and then use that as a reason to not play in the All Star game. Um, if the Lakers do not stage
1: an injury for LeBron heading into the All Star break, like it's irresponsible. Honestly, it is. is what it is. Like it they is. need, like not even they just need to convince him that he's injured. Right. Like, like not even they don't even need to fake it during the game. Whatever. They're like, yeah, LeBron, we just picked up like the, your ankle sprain. It's getting worse. <laughs>
0: LeBron, your 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 ankle, it looks black and blue and purple. That's the color of my shoes. No, I'm telling you, man. It's, no, they it's
1: need like, to yeah, they need to get some of the Space Jam makeup artists like while he's sleeping to like apply. <laughs> he's like he's like, Oh my god, my ankle, it's the size of a grapefruit today. Like I shouldn't I shouldn't play. I gotta sit out the All-Star game and the Lakers are like, oh darn.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh I, I'm I'm with you to a certain extent. Uh, as far as the shooting, I'm a little bit more concerned. It sounds like than you are about it, which won't shock anybody. Yeah, uh, but but like, I, look, I didn't know. We knew that it was somewhat fool's gold how well the Lakers were shooting at the beginning of the year. I thought that they were always going to regress at some point. It's just like the meme. I, I fired off the meme earlier today, right? My expectations were low, but holy bleep, right? That's that's basically where I where I'm sitting with the way that the Lakers are shooting the ball right now. And
1: no, I, I'm. I'm mostly with you, but I do have an actual concern about the three-point shooting, but it's actually not their three-point shooting that I want to talk about. So let's get
0: into that real quick after uh, we take a quick break. Yep, that and schedule talk here in a bit. Can't think of many worse ways to get people hyped for a second segment than, hey, we're going to continue to talk about how (laughs) concerned we are about this Lakers team. And also, we're going to break down the the type of games that they're playing.
1: I I had the big secret coming, so like that. That's that's what we in the radio business, which is apparently what I'm in now. I'm deciding, you know, that's what we call uh, tease and throw to break. I don't know. I don't know what they actually call it in radio,
0: but um, <laughs> well, that's why you and I have never worked radio.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Uh so uh, the Lakers the thing that actually does concern me is their defense which has been the calling card of this team for mm-hmm. like since the beginning of the season which is against all odds like some we all expected this team to be better offensively and worse defensively. And somehow they've completely flipped that trend. And I'm convinced at this point that Frank Vogel is, if nothing else, a defensive wizard. I know Lakers fans have mixed thoughts on him at this point after this streak, but like uh, the fact that he's gotten the team to play defense this good is incredible. But the thing that concerns me is their opposing three-point shooting they are like early on in the season they were or over the course of the season they're allowing 32.7 percent on open threes which is like a little fluky that's kind of indicative that opponents are just missing shots like I'm not really sure that There's anything the Lakers are doing when they're four to six feet away that's making these opponents miss other than maybe their closeouts and their length are affecting it at the last second or whatever. Mm -hmm. Over the last four games, they are allowing exactly the same amount. The teams are shooting almost 40% on those looks, and it's it's basically the same trend for their wide-open threes. And so we're seeing a little bit of upwards regression to the mean from their opponents which is like this is going to be telling for me in terms of how real this defense was and how much of it was like bad legs, bad teams, bad shooting, good luck whatever. Like we're going to see over the second half of the season how real this defense is because like I mean we saw it again tonight there's all kinds of miscommunications on who's supposed to be guarding who, what kind of strategy they're playing, you know, the Jazz were getting wide open pull up threes all night from their best pull-up three-point shooters. It's just it's a mess right now on the perimeter even if they're still doing okay inside at times, but yeah, I mean that's the thing that concerns me more than their shooting because we've seen them flip that switch. I'm a little bit more worried about like they need to kind of get this defense in order and make sure that they're having all these communication issues sorted out.
0: Yeah, I mean the the one thing that the Lakers were were kind of ahead of the curve on, if it wasn't their actual shooting, their ability to, to shoot the ball themselves, it was, they were very smart defensively in terms of the analytics behind successful defense, right? Not allowing three-pointers, not allowing especially corner three-pointers, and even if you are allowing those three-pointers, and even if they are considered, you know, quote-unquote wide open, uh, the rhythm heading into those shots was such that it might affect the, uh, success rate on even open looks, right? And And, and the
1: good news is, is that they're still lower in the league on the season on allowing those looks. So they're like, mm -hmm. they aren't actually, they aren't getting lit up by as many open threes as it feels like when you're watching the games, at least not according to like NBA.com's tracking data, which is I think more reliable than our eye tests. But like, I mean, it's, it's been bad, but it it could be worse.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I also, I also think that how you know the the offense being as bad as, as it is right now too is also putting uh, the 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 defense in a tougher spot. So you're yeah. seeing some of, some of that progression to the mean might just be the the defense is not able to set up because the offense is just never scoring. So yeah, and then that it, leads
1: to transition miscues and things like that. So that that made, it does make sense,
0: right? So I, I think it's it's all. I mean, defense is one of the 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 it's easily I think the most difficult thing to try to analyze. Uh, consistently, especially statistically. And, yes. you know, to a certain extent, I think, you know, we have a long ways to go in just, in, in understanding that portion of the game. But with all that said, like, the Lakers, I, I, I do think what we have learned through the stretch without Anthony Davis is that, like, they do probably need to add a better rim protector to their front court, right? They have two uh, open roster spots at this point before – AD went down and before the Lakers looked this bad, I would I, I would kind of wonder if the plan was always to waive Quinn Cook or if they waived him uh, partially because of the situation that they find themselves in, especially defensively when anybody gets by any of their perimeter defenders. Uh, and, and, you know, a, as a result, I, I kind of wonder if, like I, I said at the end of Lakers, uh, which you can listen to everywhere that you find podcasts, Monday through Friday, um, I said it at the end of the show I that so this, much. <laughs> I, I said it at the end of the show that, you know, this felt like one of those games, one of those losses that it at least like, even if the Lakers don't, don't go out and sign somebody, it feels like one of those games that a smart front office will say like, Hey, this is who we're looking at. We might be bringing in your replacement. If you don't pick things up, we might send you out or something like that, you know? And, 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 uh at the very and, and and even if it isn't you know Well, the Anthony, they already sent that.
1: that message, they cut Quinn Cook right after the Wizards loss. They were yeah, like, "Hey no. Quinn, like you didn't you're not getting it done. We're cutting you tonight." <laughs> yes, and Quinn like Cook. they cut like the most Quinn well-liked Cook guy the on the team who carries after the they burden lost of how the poorly the Lakers have been playing.
0: That'd be the biggest dick move of all time. <laughs> the the Lakers it's just losing overtime to giving up a 17-point lead to the Washington Wizards. Quinn Cook is just sitting there, and Rob Polinka goes over and slaps him across the face. This is your fault, Quinn Cook. Polinka's like, a, that's a nice <laughs> Quinn Cook you got there. be a real
1: shame <laughs> if something were to happen to it.
0: Right. He said that to AD as he's trying to get him to come back a little early, right? Like, if you don't come back, back to things <laughs> you want your chemistry teammate. You want your chemistry teammate He's not gonna we can't use roster spots on a chemistry teammates so long as we play this poorly. Um but I do kind of wonder though, like if, if if this is one of those blowout losses that I mean it was embarrassing for all but the first quarter in this one, right? It was it yeah. was right at the beginning of the second quarter. The Jazz come out and hit three straight three pointers, and the Lakers were that was never that close. Three quarters again. of garbage time. Yeah, it was. It was, and I kind of wonder if and 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 like the the pejorative version of this is the one that I explained first, right? Where, hey, if you guys don't pick shit up, we will go out and get your replacement. The other version of it is, hey, uh, we are doing our part to bring you help, right? Nobody has to go anywhere. We can we can reinforce you guys with a little bit of help here. And if we get a if we get, you know, one of those leaks that hey, the Lakers are looking at this and they're looking at this potentially, it might be one of the versions of those of of those two situations, right? Where the Lakers just kind of say, this is where we find ourselves right now. We got to go out and get some help because most of these guys have been playing basketball now for 16, 18 months straight at this point.
1: Yeah, and w- we don't even need a leak. Frank Vogel admitted pregame tonight that they're looking at, uh, at guys for their roster. He wasn't well, he, I, 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 God bless Jovan Buha trying to get, press him on like what the needs were that they were trying to address via the buyout market Yovan. and whatever. And Frank shut that down so quick, but I respected <laughs> him for asking. And he's like, we aren't going to answer any specific names and I'm not getting into internal discussions. Thank but you hey, for your like,
0: service, Jovan. I appreciate no, it. No, yeah,
1: seriously. on uh, like, Genuinely this time, <laughs> this is not a Tim Kawakami. Thank you. This is an actual thank you. Um, I, I, but frank said that they're looking at guys and they're considering options to make the team better and like to some degree of course he's going to say that but also they are just the fact that they're doing that and they're freely admitting it and they cut one of the most well-liked teammates in the locker room means that they know that this team is not where it needs to be right now. And whether or Mm -hmm. not that's an evaluation of, like, we are not a championship contender with Quinn Cook, I I don't know. But they clearly recognize this team needs all the ammo it can can have to get better. And so they wanted two potential buyout signings rather than just Mm -hmm. one. And to me... The fact that they number one just that they cut Quinn Cook again, who's close friends with AD, a, guy, a lifelong like Laker family member, as beloved of a teammate as you will find in one any of the NBA most beloved.
0: Yeah, right. I was gonna say like not just in the Lakers' locker room, but everybody loves this dude. Cut a literal
1: three point shooting human teddy bear, and <laughs> to, because they realize that this team needs a spark, and yeah. to me that tells me that they know where they're not that that they're not where they need to be. And mm-hmm. so, whether or not I, I don't think that this is a matter of like it's not like oh we need Dwayne Deadman right now to fix this rim protection issue while AD is out or it's not anything like that. But it's we I would say that the, that the open. shooting
0: is walking dead man.
1: Yeah, uh, and and uh, Dwayne Deadman is not going to solve that either. <laughs> but they they're looking and they're waiting and maybe this allows you to make an uneven trade. This allows you to potentially, you know, sign to buyout guys, whatever it may be, they clearly want to get better and they're setting themselves up as much as they can to do that. And so to mm-hmm. me, that is a recognition of their own flaws and that something needs to be shaken up, even if it comes at the expense of Quinn cook.
0: Yeah. Which is a bummer. I liked Quinn Cook, but but I yeah
1: I know I genuinely really like Quinn Cook. I think Sabrina and I did a goodbye to him after it before they resigned him so like seven I. days
0: later already on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah so did we 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 un- <laughs> which you can find um, everywhere that you find <laughs> unbelievable. Your lack of professionalism. <laughs> Well, David would say I'm being really professional right now.
1: Yeah. Well, Harrison's <laughs> going to say that you're fired in a minute if I keep if I keep having to add these beliefs. But <laughs> no. So uh, let's talk about the schedule real quick before yes, we get out. Let's, of here. let's finish
0: on let's finish on schedule stuff. So this blew me away. Like, legitimately blew me away, Harrison. I thought yes. tweeted out like before we got any kind of details about the schedule that because the Lakers didn't have any postponements. In the you first tweet part of their before thinking, wow well no I thought about it and then I tweeted it because <laughs> I thought the analysis made sense, but it turns out the Lakers or the, the league is is uh oof, I almost used the term there that I would have really regretted. But Adam Silver sent out a giant himself to uh every NBA player g- given the type of schedule that he's asking all of them to participate in no it's but, it's rigged. the league's rigged against the Lakers Anthony that's my only conclusion well, to draw from this not not rigged but but I will say that like so heading rigged, into rigged, finding, I tell you <laughs> calm down Aisha Curry but so <laughs> but we were like. <laughs> I thought that because the, the 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 Lakers did not have any postponements or cancellations in the in the first half of the season, that in the second half of the season they would have a lighter load because they would provide more time uh, or space for those teams that did have postponements to make up some of their games, and as a result, the Lakers might have fewer back to backs. But as it turns out, nope. The Lakers are still going to have eight back-to-backs over the course of the final. Uh, what is it? Thirty-two games or or thirty-five? <laughs> so, so just under half of their games are going to be played as back-to-backs. Uh, yeah, over. that's the part that's
1: wild. Like eight back-to-backs, like that doesn't sound like a crazy amount yeah. in and of it. Like eight doesn't say it's like oh, 16 eight games, out but of thirty-five games. games.
0: <laughs> <laughs> are going to be are going to be played in that kind of situation. Uh the Lakers are going to be on, on national TV, I believe how, how many more times? It's like sixteen times? It,
1: it's sixteen times on like the on NBA on ESPN, ABC or TNT, with potentially even count more that. on NBA TV. <laughs> and potentially even more at the end of the season when the big, the big networks have not decided their schedule. They're waiting to yeah. see what games are going
0: to be the most meaningful. And if the Lakers yep. keep playing like this, they may be in <laughs> one of those. Might matter, yeah. The uh, I, I all I'm saying is, if you can try to go get a refund on League Pass because y- you're going to be able to watch the Lakers without it for as as much as you might want to. But Unless yeah, you're I,
1: Anthony and you live in Texas, and then you have to pay for it.
0: No, even then, like it, they're on national TV so oh, often. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I regret, right. I regret paying for it. It's it was a stupid move on my part. Uh, <laughs> but but what uh, other than the number of back to backs and the fact that the Lakers are going to be playing, I believe in the. Th- fourth toughest uh, back end of the schedule. Now those things change, right? Like the Lakers are currently slated to play the fourth toughest second half of the season uh, out of everybody in the league. But depending on – the team's records that they're playing right now and how they finish at the end of the year. Some of that might if change. The
1: Lakers win a bunch; they could make their schedule look easier in retrospect right. because they'll tank those teams' records. Yeah,
0: exactly. Right. Like, and 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 you know, it says that Utah is going to be playing the uh, second easiest schedule of everybody in the league. Well, Utah. League, have to I'm play telling Utah. you,
1: Adam Silver's rigging it for Utah. He's like the <laughs> Jazz need a championship. These big markets.
0: <laughs> Oh, man. But but yeah, I, I would I would say aside from the the number of back to backs that the Lakers are playing and, and aside from the amount that they're going to be on national TV uh, and and look like look at the look at some of these road trips. Right. So they have uh, they go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games on the road. One of those being against the Clippers, but still they go at Sacramento. Yeah, so it's at more Los like Anandos. a five game
1: road trip because they come home and stay in their own beds. But
0: right, but but still, you know, technically seven straight uh, <laughs> road trip road games in that one, and then uh, later in the year you have one, two, three, four straight. That one doesn't feature uh, a Clippers matchup, and it's just like I'm looking at the schedule and and I'm just I'm wondering. When do the Lakers actually get their rest? Are they ever going to be able to practice? I think they've practiced like what, four times so far this year? Five times? No,
1: according to my counter, it is nine. I believe they might be practicing tomorrow, but that, like, I heard that, but that, that also doesn't me. seem right to me with their traveling back from Utah. So we'll see. But
0: yeah, that would shock me. So, like, I, and, the, and the practice, by the way, I think has impacted the ability for like Alfonso McKinney or Devontae Nine Haycock. practices and two shoot arounds so far. That's wild. That's unreal. The lack of shoot arounds certainly uh, makes sense, but but the shoot arounds is a
1: that's a logistical issue that every team like most teams are not shooting around. Although the Lakers already kind of, I'm just saying they're shooting as if
0: they never shoot around.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, the shoot around thing is more common across the league. I think the practice thing is a little lower than most teams. I, I is my understanding.
0: Yeah, that I mean they're older and. Yeah. They're more, they, you know, they have a lot more continuity to them than most teams, but still, you know, there are some aspects of, of the game that you would like to be able to work on, uh, guys like, you know, the Lakers right now look like they kind of need to toy around with the rotation just to get some fresher legs in there, but you can't really do that when you don't get practice time for guys like Kaycock, McKinney, and so on and so forth to get in there and show you something. Coaches aren't going to feel comfortable just like throwing them out there without any practice And, and it's just, you know, where the Lakers kind of sit right now, it's tough. You got to get through it. You got to take advantage of the week that they're going to get off uh, to, you know, here in uh, four games or so. But you look at the schedule that they have on the other side of the break. And, and, and this is one of those situations where I was just hilariously wrong. Just, just, just stupidly mortifyingly wrong on, on predicting that the Lakers might have a somewhat easier second half of the year schedule.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not gonna be one to be surprised when you're wrong, but yeah, I think all of us thought that maybe the NBA would space this out a little bit more, try it, you, you know. But again, maybe they just don't want their big market team looking good going into the playoffs, like you know that. As we story. all know, that's bad for ratings. So it's a better story. Yeah, you gotta let you gotta let the little guys win. So that's why, again, league is rigged for the Jazz that's that's a uh, that's that's the point that I'm running with the rest of the season but in all seriousness I, 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 before we wrap up I just want to say that I think in the second half of the schedule I know you you we already talked about how difficult it's going to be all this stuff if they keep playing like this or if ad keeps missing more time I don't want to be the guy like the blogger that's never played in the NBA to say I presume to tell LeBron how to manage his body better than he can and all that stuff mm-hmm. but just logically, at some point, he may need to give up the MVP chase thing that he's clearly gunning yeah. for right now. I know he wants it, but I I don't think he played that many minutes tonight, or, or at least not that high leverage limit in minutes. But at some point, they got to talk to him. Like if things keep going like this, because him just exerting a bunch of energy. To try and win an MVP award that he may not even win, but either way, doesn't win the Lakers a title is not necessarily the best thing for the team. And I'm yeah. not, this is not me claiming LeBron's being selfish or anything like that. I just say he's a competitor and he wants to win and he feels like he's been slighted over the last decade. I completely understand. But I, I think that at some point a dialogue needs to be had about maybe not a hard cap on minutes, but pretty close to it. Or at least, you know, we saw them start to load manage him a little bit more tonight on the floor by making sure that THT or Caruso was always out there with him to make sure that he had someone else to handle the ball. And I would assume they will continue to do that when Schroeder comes back. And that helps even a little bit more in that respect Mm to make those minutes a little bit less high leverage in terms of ball handling. But at some point, if things keep up like this, they're going to have to ease him off the gas a little bit toward coming down the stretch of the season because, it, like, it's getting sad to watch almost, especially these well, last couple games where he's playing MVP caliber basketball. But eh. around him, uh, yeah, okay, fine, not the three point shooting, but he's getting to the rim. He seems to have some pop at least when he's around the basket. Mm. You know, he's playing hard. I think he's playing hard on defense at least in my mind, I don't know. Again, tonight I like, barely yeah, I'm, watching. Just, I'm just I'm, looking
0: I'm, up some numbers while you talk, but go ahead.
1: I'm going to admit that I did not watch the entire second half tonight. I just spent it writing because I thought that there were better uses of my time than watching that were. The second half. But yeah, for the most part, I thought that he's looked okay on defense and you know, he's, he's clearly trying to take this whole team on his back. And while it's admirable, I just don't know if it's the wisest thing. And, you know, I heard you and a- you and Pete talk about it on a different podcast where you were saying that, you know, you don't – again, you don't want to presume to tell him how to manage his body and that Wait, where, where did he you knows that, that better than anyone. But also that that's exactly – this is exactly what we all said about Kobe when he was coming down the stretch. And again, mm-hmm. like knock on wood, none of us want that to happen to LeBron. I'm not saying it's going to happen to LeBron, but you – he just needs to be careful, I think. And I sometimes, just hope that
0: that's taken into consideration. Sometimes athletes need to be protected from themselves. You know, yeah. he set down he he embarked on this season very clearly with a goal in mind, right? He yes. wanted to make up for the, the MVP that he didn't get last year. Giannis doesn't even get to the finals to where he could make that message all the more definitively, right? Like this is me taking apart the dude who got my award from me last year, right? If that's how yeah. LeBron felt. And he said that this year which he was going to go out and try to win that award. Quite frankly, though, like the last five games with with AD out, he hasn't played like an MVP. He probably won't continue to play like MVP these, these next four games either. And, and, you know, like you said, it might be beyond his control whether or not he has a chance at winning this thing. Just to just to you know, th- to, this I can I tell I you that this to... stretch,
1: the Lakers can go on a run in the second half of the schedule. AD comes back healthy, yeah, whatever. and, and make I people promise forget about this
0: completely. Yeah,
1: even if he does, this stretch will be used against him in bad faith.
0: Well, sure. I mean, they, they can try, but <laughs> <laughs> you really—that's so, what
1: I mean. It may be yeah. out of his hands. I'm not saying that this lost it for him, but there are definitely going to be people that are like, "Oh, well, AD, yeah, they was found him. The th- this is
0: the ammunition that they were that they were looking for." I will say though, yeah. like regarding. Him around the basket in those things. So over the last five games since Anthony Davis went out, LeBron's only attempting four and a half uh, free throws a game. And you know, you compare that to his uh season totals and LeBron is Honestly, averaging I may
1: have been fooled by the ducks then. I-, I felt like he had some decent pop around the rim, but either he's not getting calls or he's just not getting there as well, much as yeah, I thought. And that's I, that's I, been I guess something maybe too my this eye year. test was off.
0: Yeah, but he's and and so this year he's averaging five point eight free throws a game. So it's not a giant dip. He's not shooting yeah. like half as many, but it's been noticeable. Look, uh, no, he's I tired overstated why... when I said MVP caliber, but
1: he has at yeah. least he's put up numbers and he has tried to take this team on his back. As more as what certainly. I was trying to get at, and I just think that right now he's basically ramming his head against the brick wall trying to get them to win games. Right. When this is just right now around him, he he's the only dynamic playmaker, scorer, guy that can create his own shot consistently out there and for most of these games. And you're just not going to win games when you just have a bunch of complimentary players around you. You need a couple other guys with some pop. And I do look forward to Schroeder returning on Friday for that specific reason.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, and it sounds probably... like he
1: will. That's obviously not confirmed, but it sounds like he will.
0: It's the craziest thing. Uh, right before we went on the air today, Harrison, you know, lobbed out Dion Waiters as a name that the Lakers could maybe bring in on a ten-day. I, I thought it was an extreme move. On you know that that you would <laughs> that you, but, but you know what? Honestly,
1: I'm not against it. Okay, <laughs> I'm not against bringing in Dion Waiters on a ten-day. Like if like... you're looking for reinforcements or somebody to just come in and like mess around and give them some reinforcements for ten games, bring in Dion. He knows the system at
0: least. Like. Sounds like you're high on, on Dion Waiters. Yeah, I would I'm definitely high on high on the Dion Waiters. You're high Wader. on Dion Waiters. Yes. <laughs> All right, that's gonna that's gonna do it. Uh, before I accuse my boss anymore of taking drugs, before we do uh, a podcast, you admit
1: I'm your boss. I, I just real quick before we leave, I just want to say like final farewells to the podcast Fedora. I uh, I had to. Uh, you didn't even notice tonight, but because you're off well, your game I did, too. I
0: I was kind of wondering what 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 was going on here. No,
1: I I had to say goodbye. Uh, You know, it was uh, like after this four game losing streak. Frankly, they don't deserve me wearing the podcast fedora. (laughs) And I just we got we got to change up the mojo somehow. So podcast fedora is gone. It is on suspension until they turn things around. And then maybe the podcast
0: fedora will come back. Only suspension.
1: Yeah, only only a a suspension right now.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well,
1: it could be a ban. Like, if they turn it around starting next game, the podcast fedora may be banned.
0: Oh, all right. Well, then, all the reason. LeBron, everything that we talked about managing your minutes. (laughs) Forget it.
1: (laughs) 48 minutes.
0: That's going to do it for this episode of the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. Make sure you guys are tuning in, uh, not just to this show, but all of the shows across the feed. Please, uh... (laughs) Please Lakers play well this next game. So I don't have to look at Harrison wearing that fedora ever again. Um, and then please continue. Yeah. To, to, we'll head to check this out and Harrison and I'll talk to you next week.